Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the very rainy, wet, ugly, cold, no, cold, wet, cassette <laughs> region of the Sunshine Coast, which is anything but sunshine today. Um, we are uh, in the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomin Nation, and this is Astrology Today and Episode 157, Season 4. Yay, well underway. Um, joining me today is Jill Kirby, astrologer from Victoria, and I myself am an astrologer here in Powell River. And we are tackling one of Jenna's topics which turned out to be kind of a huh <laughs> which, which basically you know when you have a tool such as the one that jill and i use you know you sort of want it to say something if somebody asks you a specific question um but apparently this does not always work and that is true i mean i've been asked other questions besides the one jenna had proposed and drawn basically a blank whether that's just um, lack of skill. I could be definitely guilty of that one. Or it just doesn't, um, it doesn't intersect with what astrology looks at. As, and, and how you frame the question is very important. That's true. That's true. Any yeah. question asking situation, you have to frame the question in such a way that it can be answered. That's true. Using That's true. the tools we have. Exactly. So what Jenna was intrigued with was a massive UFO sighting um, on the shores of Lake Michigan in the state of Michigan uh, back in 1994. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. Um, and so, you know, of course, Jill and I kind of perked up and went, well, I wonder if it's going to be like the Salem witch trials. And that would be a no. <laughs> Nothing really obvious, although you would think with 300 people um, phoning in, I actually watched its uh, Netflix uh, episode of Unsolved Mysteries, and um, it is very compelling, especially with the fact that one gentleman who worked with the Weather Bureau on the shores of Lake Michigan had really sophisticated radar equipment mm -hmm. and so was able to scan and actually spot the objects. Um, and the reflection back that the radar gave, you know, it was there was no mistaking that there was something there and it was hard and physical, not atmospheric. Well, they do call them unidentified, which means we don't know what they are. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and of course that leads you down that that tricky road of, you know, um, do we suffer the delusion of thinking we're the only intelligent species in the universe? And I, for one, do not ascribe to that theory. <laughs> I suspect we're on a travel brochure that says, drive by, but do not stop. The inhabitants of this planet aren't that sophisticated and could be a little weird <laughs> if approached. <laughs> At least that's my theory anyway. What's your theory on UFOs? That we don't know what they are, that until we have more information. I mean, we know the military has all kinds of stuff we don't know about. So it well, could, that's true. Could that's be true. Something very terrestrial that you know yes, we, that could be. That could be about which we are just not informed. That's that, true. 
I think there's a lot of that that happens. So that's a good possibility. Um, What about the whole alien life out there? I have no idea. I mean, I've never had an encounter personally. Yeah. Um, Do you ever have any clients? That had no, encounters. No. I have. No. So I have I've had a I, couple of clients. Yeah, I've read certainly read about. Yeah, who say say they have. I certainly don't deny anybody's experience, but I, you know, again, it's who knows. <laughs> true. True. Okay, so we did, um, uh, or at least I did. Anyway, I so I am going to pull up some charts. Um, in theory here, this is going to work just marvelously. <laughs> Look at all of that. Look at all of that. Okay, so first we get rid of that. And load this up. Okay, so um, I am going to change this back to the regular um, set of aspects. There we go. Okay, so this is kind of the more standard view. This was one of the major call-ins in which a police officer actually went out. So the event took place March 8th, 1984, um, uh, all along the shores, the eastern shores of um, Lake Michigan on the side of the state of Michigan rather than on the other side, which is Wisconsin. Um, and it's an interesting yod with the moon at the apex of mm-hmm. Neptune mm-hmm. Pluto. That certainly, Neptune yeah, that, well, Pluto. there's kind of a double yod. There's that, yeah, one, and there's, 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 there's the one to, yeah, 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 yeah. So, the period there was a number of hours, like five or six hours, in yeah. which the, the re, you know, the reports kept coming in. And the fellow on the radar was definitely seeing and seeing the move in unexplicable, impossible ways. Like at one point, uh, one of them moved so quickly that the math that he did to, you know, calculate how it could have moved that far that fast would have indicated that they were going 73,000 miles an hour, which Mm -hmm. of course our technology today doesn't even come close to that. But in terms of, you know, it was sort of disappointing when I pulled this chart up because the Salem witch trials was just so obvious with Neptune on the midheaven. But that was a period of time and not a specific day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you narrow it down to a specific day. um, Yeah, we do have that. Sun, Mercury in, in Pisces, which is interesting. It is. Just it in is. terms of, you know, talking about unidentified, unknown objects, yep. things. Yep. Um, and that, that Neptune is involved in the yod with, uh, with the moon and, yep. and Pluto at some stage during that period anyway. Yeah, yeah, because the moon so would have moved. It would have been moving through those degrees to yeah. bring yeah. it into that point. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, but also you've got Neptune and Jupiter conjunct in Capricorn. So that's also interesting, just, you know. Yeah, and, and people were able to describe the object um, and the object, you know, sort of stayed as one object and then it would 
it would um, split into three and form very specific patterns in the sky. Um, the radar guy was just amazed. He felt like the objects knew that radar was being bounced off of them because uh -huh. it would, if it moved, it would reform in a shape that let all three of the objects be seen. In other words, they, they didn't line up so that you, it would only look like one. Um, yeah, interesting things like that. So the, uh -huh. and the structure was seen as being metallic um, when it was close enough for people to actually see the structure. Mostly it was just lights. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, that's usually what I hear about too. It's just yeah, it's like they have this light thing happening. Um, yeah, um, and so you know, so the next thing I thought, okay, if this didn't really look all that exciting to me, so I thought, well, I will try um, looking at um, astrocartography. And so, so do you see the green map? Not yet. Not yet. Darn. Okay, I'll stop the share and try that again. Yeah, it's not likely going to let me go between there. Okay, so this is the astrocartography map. And um, I've just got a friend who walked in the door. Um, and so I went, oh, well, this is kind of interesting. Um, Mars is on the IC, so where it says Muskogon, Michigan, and Holland, this was the area where it was being seen. And so we had Pluto on the ascendant. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously the Netflix show, they dramatize it and stuff, but still, I have a feeling that the people who did see it, it would have been like a Pluto experience where yeah, well, I think transformative. That's, yeah, I think that's what that moon aspect with uh, Pluto speaks to. Yeah. Because when you have the have Pluto particularly, it's the masses. So you're going to have not just a single person, but, you know, right. and obviously affecting them emotionally, that it's an yes. response to whatever this unknown thing is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so um, I then got curious, obviously, and um, I went and, you know, just bas basically did a, I'm hoping you, okay. Yeah, you okay. might. Yeah, I think we're safe now. <laughs> the story of my life. Where was I going? Oh, I know where I was going. Um, okay, so I was just going to read off the ones from Canada, which were kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so this basically went back. Um, so here we have the first one. Um, and they, we've actually got an institute of ufology. Mm -hmm. So who knew? Yeah, here it is. Ufologist Chris Ruck. I can't pronounce it. Thank you, Rakowski. Anyway, okay, so 1951, February the 10th, U.S. Navy aircraft flying from Iceland to Gander. So I guess when it got close to Gander, had a near oh, collision. To, to Iceland from Gander. Okay, so leaving Gander, going to Iceland. Thank you. Uh, near collision with a large orange circular UFO that almost literally flew circles around us. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. And then we had um, the Clan Lake one. I didn't do a chart for. I did do one for the Falcon Lake one. This is 1967. And it's May the 19th, 19. 67 and there was actually a book made so this is just one person but he claims to have had an actual close encounter which for a while and i can't remember the period in history where clo close encounters of the third kind there was movies and that was later but yeah 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 later than this anyway so i looked at that one i didn't do shag harbor um i did do Prince George. Um, this was 1969. There were three unrelated witnesses. Um, January the 1st. So, you know, one, of course, would automatically speculate that they were having a hangover, but maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. Um, I didn't do the 75 to 76. Um, they even nicknamed it Charlie Red Star. Uh, but nothing specific in terms of dates. So that one wasn't terribly useful. 1978, Clarenville, Newfoundland. Um, and this had 12 individuals, including a police officer. Um, and, um, you know, they, he used a, um, uh, a telescope specialized for drug surveillance. Um, other witnesses use binoculars, um, and Blackwood claims that when he shone his headlights, the object would react by shining its headlights back. Um, yeah, and so that one kind of was interesting. So I did that one. And what's interesting, too, is in Canada, we make stamps of these things. <laughs> We're a bit thin on the ground for events, I guess. Okay, then we have one in Montreal in 1990, November the 7th, and this is above the Bonaventure Hotel, and it's an object above the roof of the pool, and it was there for three hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it gives you some times to work with. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, and then the rest of them, I sort of, you know, kind of went, oh, that's enough. Uh, so we have the Canadian UFO sur survey results, ufology research of Manitoba, it's since the name has changed. But um, yeah, so we are tracking them. We're trying to keep on top of this stuff. So obviously then it was a case of putting together some charts. So we've looked at the one for Michigan mm -hmm. and now we'll look at some of the ones that have happened in Canada. Okay. Yeah. So, alrighty, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So this is uh, Gander. This is the one in Gander. Um, and so this is the chart with just the basic style. Uh, this is kind of interesting, eh? We've got this. Almost a kite there. Yeah. And almost a kite. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Pluto and, and lots of lots of Pisces up there. Venus, Jupiter, Mars. Yeah. And yeah, air signs. So, you know, challenging the mental. But I set this for noon because, you know, there was no given time. So we're, I guess we can right. do that. Yeah. But again, lots of plants and Pisces. Yeah. Pisces. Yeah. 
going the inexplicable. Yes, yes. Mysterious. Mysterious, yes. So if we look at this one with the esoteric aspects, here we go. Um, it gets very busy, which, and these ones do not have um, big orbs. So the esoteric aspects are when they're like harmonics. They're when you take the 360 degree circle and you start dividing it by other numbers like five, seven, nine, etc. Yeah, that's what these ones are. The, yeah. The Q is the five, the S is the seven, and the N is the nine. And so they, there are astrologers that do study these. Um, Jill and I would not be those people, mm -hmm. um, but I just was quite kind of shocked at how busy these charts were, um, yep. you know, with those aspects in them. And um, yeah, you know, speaking to something happening that isn't in our normal realm of yeah. experience. Yeah possibly yeah. yeah yeah okay so and then i also did um an astral cart well we'll come back to the astral cartography because if i start switching back and forth my computer mm. just give me a uh, you know a thumbs down <laughs> so let me just change so this is the one that happened at falcon lake there's actually been a book written about this one and um, this is one guy who eventually has a close encounter. Um, again, I don't know what time though. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the moon is, the moon could have been in Virgo right between, you know, Pluto and Uranus down here at the bottom. Uh, that's quite a few hours. Well, I said it for noon, so it would still be yeah. on the same day. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's. Yeah. It's not, the moon doesn't move that fast. It takes a two and a half days to go through a sign. So yeah, yeah. but it, it certainly could have been trining the sun and yep. posing uh, Chiron there. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we don't really have any Piscean elements except for Chiron. Um, mm. Yeah, and you know, there's because two books were written about it. Um, it was debated hotly, and the impression I got from the article was that, you know, it was thought that that the person may have had issues, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're you know, the sole purpose, sole per person, blah, you know, that has the experience. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I you know, I would never deny someone else's experience, but yeah. but. You know, but, we, can all, yeah. we can all have experiences that seem very real and, mm -hmm. and aren't. So, yeah. I don't. so, and I just realized, I think I'm going to do another thing to this for these ones. I'm going to take out the ones that we know don't count because we don't have a time. And then... So then I'll redraw this. And yeah, there are still some unusual aspects. Like look at this Jupiter one mm -hmm. between Uranus and Mercury and Jupiter. Because these aspects only form if um, things are very close together. 
otherwise, yeah. Wonder about this first one. This was the gander one. So let me redraw that without the time. Still got a lot. Still got a lot. Yeah, especially this Pluto, Venus. And oh. yeah, the Jupiter, Saturn to Neptune to the Chiron. That's very interesting. Okay. Okay, number four. Jupiter could certainly inflate the imagination there. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay, so this one is Prince George. There were three independent sightings for this one. We did have a time, it was late in the day. Uh, so it could have even been a little later than what I've got this set for, which was 3 p.m. Um, and okay, let's look at the rain. You may want to add back in the moon. Yeah, yeah I am. Because I, I think that uh, even if we don't have a time, looking at the aspects it would be forming. Yeah. Uh, because this is an emotional reaction. Yeah, exactly. We're having really. Okay, so read I mean, and there is the moon. The moon is in Gemini, and it would have been in Gemini for a couple of hours. Hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, several so, hours, yes. Yeah, so, but let's look at this. Well, an interesting moon uh, quintile to, to Mercury there. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, Yeah. just um, in terms of mind and emotions getting caught up in something. Yeah, well, and that being, um, you know, the ruler of that said moon. Mm-hmm. And then the septile to these air signs in the south node. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at it with the normal aspect set. Yeah. Not as much going on. Although, you know, Mercury, Pluto, Neptune. Again, Neptune, Pluto. Yeah. With yeah. Mercury, the, the personal observer kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's with Neptune, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this? And it would stri strike quite a deep emotional chord, too. It, Absolutely. Too, Scorpio. Yeah. 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 That would be the do 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 factor <laughs> where your pit of your stomach wants to fall out. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So the next one is Clarenville. Now, there was 12 people who saw this one. Um, we do have an approximate time as well. Uh, let me just redraw this with the regular. So with the regular aspects. Uh, it's interesting to have so few. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and such a huge yeah, agglomeration in Scorpio. Scorpio thing is interesting. Yeah. Um, but when we add back in the um, aspect set... Okay, the esoteric, all of a sudden, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, it's, again, I, not, I haven't looked at the minor aspects like mm -hmm. that, but, but I think they're not usually so many of them. Exactly, exactly. That is correct. So, um, you know, prior to the start of taping this show today, we both thought, we should do an episode because it would make us actually look into these minor aspects or esoteric aspects. So that's a possibility for a future episode. Okay. Now the next one is Montreal. Um, this one was a bunch of people in a hotel 
had a object floating above the roof of the pool for like three hours straight, starting at 7.20, and it went on until 10.20. Yeah. Well, interesting um, uh, uh, yes. grouping in Scorpio there was Pluto. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I suspect that it, it probably bound together a bunch of people, right? They probably, some of yeah. them... Yeah. Maybe even stayed in contact over the years. So let's look at the regular one and see what we get. Yeah. Well, we do have a yod, a yod to know. That's an interesting little little basket. Oh, look at this 12, 12 and 12 on the yod. But yes, yeah. and a basket. Yeah, I mean, just the figure the yeah. shape is an interesting one with the sex styles and uh yeah. Exactly. Uh, again, yeah, linking up that Plutonian stuff with yeah. Jupiter, uh, you know, which certainly expands things. Yeah. Um, yeah. The odd uh, is quite interesting, though, because it is 12, is very, 12 and 12. It's very exact. It's very, very tight. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, again, we've got Neptune at the apex, which exactly. is... exactly. Yeah. yeah. What do you think you know? <laughs> well, an interesting comedy. This was the period when we had Uranus and Neptune moving yes. Capricorn and Saturn had been conjunct them. Yeah, exactly. No, this would be just prior to, um, I guess, the fall of the Berlin Wall. No, it was earlier. Hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 1990. Okay, yeah, that's, that's an interesting yod for sure. It is. Because um, it dominates the chart and yeah. Mars as well. Mm -hmm. Mars Neptune is always an interesting combination. Yeah, because it's very, you know, the two energies don't normally consider playing together <laughs> well, at all. To me, it, it, that little triangle, Mars, Jupiter, Neptune, like, are we jumping to conclusions with Mars and Gemini? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Right? Yeah. It's just what popped into my mind. Yeah. Also, and, yet, and yet the thing stayed there for like three hours. So that's a yeah, massive it's, delusion. Again, it's an emotional experience with yep. the moon and cancer trining Mercury. Yeah. And Scorpio with all that Scorpio energy. Yeah. Um, so it was deeply affecting whoever yes. was. Oh, yeah. Profound. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Would have been. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't doubt that what, when these people experience whatever it is they are experiencing, that yeah. it is it is a transformative, like, yeah, life event. Exactly. <laughs> and it begs the question of those of us who I, you know, I mean, with in our age group, after Star Trek was around for a while, there was this whole, um, I guess they'd call it memes today, <laughs> where you would say in a difficult situation, beam me up, Scotty, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, to get out of it. <laughs> yep. I sometimes feel that way even today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so I also did these astrocartography maps. And so let's just see if I can pull those up. Um, this. 
So these are, um, so that's the Michigan one. And as I said, we had Pluto on the ascendant. Yep. And then this is the Falcon Lake one, which is, I'm trying to remember. Where is Falcon? Falcon? I don't know where Here Falcon. it is here. So the IC had oh. the South Node. Yeah, Falcon Lake is just on the border between Manitoba and Ontario. So mm. here it was the south node, north node that intersected the location. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the nodes, not the ICMC, because we didn't have a time for it, but the nodes definitely would have been there. So this is Prince George. And Prince George, we had Venus directly overhead. Well, actually, no, um, astrocartography is very time sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. So you do need an accurate time to do extra cartography. Okay, okay. Well, then maybe this one isn't relevant. The one for um, Clarenceville will be, though, because we did have a time for it. And what we had for this, oh, this was Montreal. So with Montreal, we had Uranus line going through. Close. You know, Montreal would be about here. Mm. Yeah. It was just, you know, I was just curious about, yeah, if, yeah. you know, if any of those actually showed anything. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> for astrocartography, you do need a point. Yeah. Is those point, that's what you're looking at is the ascendant, descendant, midheaven, I see. Yeah. In that location. So that's, yeah. Yeah. And the path that the planets were on at that moment in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there we have it. And Jenna's not here to ask more questions. <laughs> okay, so- we would have answers. <laughs> no, that's true. She can ask some pretty good ones. Um, and that would be one of the ones where, <laughs> oh, well. Well, what we can talk about is, um, and we were talking about this just before we started taping, is the fact that with uh, Mars having turned retrograde now uh, in Gemini, that off-the-cuff responses to difficult situations could be incredibly not good. Yes. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you're likely to say things that you will regret. Yes, because it is. It is in Gemini, which is about. Yep comes out your mouth what you think and what you yeah. because and mars, mars has no filter yeah mars mars <laughs> wants to act it leaps before it looks generally that's it's a yeah action planet so even though it's retrograde <laughs> if you say it you may wish you hadn't yes exactly. so it's yeah. really about holding your tongue if possible and just yeah. Yeah. Giving the, I think they call it the inside voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in your head, and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so your outside voice. Yeah, it might be wise not to say it out loud. Yeah, um, and we won't always be able to control that. No, this is true. This is true. So um, that was one thing. I'm gonna just pull up the time clock for now, and mm -hmm. um, yeah we have lots of time to just look at what is currently 
happening? Well, yeah, we're in an interesting period right before this lunar eclipse. It's the last total eclipse for a while, and lunar total lunar eclipse that we're going to have. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we um we we are. It's interesting that we would choose to to record this with moon and pisces sandwiched between jupiter and neptune we're doing a lot of i don't know (laughs) exactly (laughs) and but we really would like to because we've got you know the the huge glob in um scorpio that's coming up to of course trigger um, very shortly in the next day or two the saturn uranus square well we have mars squaring that uh, moon Oh, yes, we do. We do. So we we were very conservative. I think we did well. Interesting, the moment you were talking about it really is when the moon was squaring Mars, same. At the same time, (laughs) yes. There you go. Perfect. Does that combination in particular today, or this particular time, because your emotions can get better of you, you might just say the wrong thing. Yep. Yep, that is true. Yeah. But we are minding our P's and Q's. We are. We are. What on earth? Did, where did that come from? Minding your P's and Q's. I do not know. There are so many That's, phrases that I think yeah, P's. my mother used to say or whatever. And I'm like, where the heck would that come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, sorry for the tie crash. <laughs> well, and, and also the other thing with that Mars in, in Gemini it is in conjunct Pluto. So oh, that, yes. Yeah. That, the regrets might be very, very yeah. deep and lasting. So really is important to yeah. think yeah. before you speak. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that this a good is... time to use that Saturn square Uranus to put some brakes on. <laughs> Okay, so tomorrow, tomorrow is a little feistier, maybe moon in Aries. Um, So, you know, while the moon is in Aries, where, of course, the only thing it's going to really directly trigger will be that Pluto. Um, It's a nice sextile towards what two days from now. Yeah, where it would catch up to that Mars, but otherwise the in conjunct. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to uh, act in a way that is straightforward well yeah because like the yeah. emotions are are wanting to just go go all over the place with yep you know up and out <laughs> <laughs> but there's too much scorpio kind That's of going oh. scorpio is is yeah yeah it's, that to me is always such an interesting conundrum uh with yeah. the rulership of mars Um, Yes, you know, between Scorpio and Aries, because there isn't any natural affinity between those two signs, no other than Mars. Yeah. And Mars's aspect in each of them is yes, it's the same, but it's very different. Yeah. 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 It's like one's almost like a bludgeon, and the other one is a very sharp sword. Well, one is, I mean, to me, Aries is is the obvious rulership for Mars because yeah. it's hot and Mars is a red planet. It's hot. Yeah. Uh, and really, Aries is hot. Scorpio is cold, you know, hot and fiery, cold and wet, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very intense. There's a lot of it it's Scorpio energy right now. That's very intense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look, at on the look at where the, node. And the sun is right on the south node there. So yeah. it, it's about, that's a good time to really let go of some stuff. Yes. Yes. If you do have stuff, exactly. You know, examine your, your ego attachments and mm -hmm. see what you can release and what kind of release work you can do to, because yep. you know, there's stuff that's kind of hanging you up there. If yeah. when moons conjuncts, yes, that's for everybody. I mean, that's yeah. the date. Yes. Tomorrow is yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to do that introspection, looking deep and questioning what am I, what am I attached to? What am I too attached to? What yeah. do I need to consider letting go, especially with Uranus at the North Node? Yes. Yeah. And, well, in the month, or at least until after the eclipse, that those themes that you're describing are the ones that are kind of prominent. And the moon will make them more or less prominent in yeah. the next couple of days, right? So the next yeah, as day- As opposed to the inconjuncts to all that, it's- yeah. So here we have by Sunday, the moon is now coming up very swiftly to that Mars. So keeping the mouth in, in check will be even more difficult uh, towards mm -hmm. the end of oh, the day. And the other thing too Sunday. is, yeah, Mercury would rules that Mars uh -huh. and it's mutual reception if you're using the old rulership. Uh -huh. Um, it's really close in conjunct with Chiron, which, mm -hmm. you know, words can, can hurt. They can really cause yep. wounds. And that's something to be very mindful of. Again, with Mercury conjunct south node, um, you know, just really kind of letting go of old grudges or, mm -hmm. you know, because that's Mercury. I mean, Scorpio can hang on to stuff. Yeah. Oh, do you oh, think? Do oh, you know? oh, oh, come on. Never. And so, you know, Never. it can be old things that people said to you that you're, you know, yeah. Yep. Gonna hang on to the anger, like let it go. You need to let it go for your sake. Mm -hmm. Because it's hurting you really more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. That this is be my true. take on that. Oh, okay. So then we have by Monday. So this is the day before the election, mm -hmm. the day before the actual eclipse. Yes. Um, and now the focus is just, it's like Mars kind of falls off the map the same way. Yeah, the moon's already Neptune, going into Taurus. It's, yeah. yeah, we're close and, to that eclipse for sure. I mean, yeah. the eclipse is... And the, and the square energy is what's going to dominate uh, oh, the day absolutely. before the election and obviously on the election. Yeah, I think we've already been feeling it and it's just going to ramp it up that yeah. much more as it gets closer and closer, you know, I mean, yeah. we've yeah. been in it for a while, <laughs> but it's definitely yeah. eating here. And my suspicion is that because, you know, the moon is going to take a while the the blur into the Tuesday um, or the Wednesday is going to, you know, nothing's going to be really clear um, with any kind of outcome until that moon hits Gemini, which yeah, is the other thing there with that square between Mars and and Jupiter Neptune, mm -hmm. that's that's a difficult one. 
Yes. Again, whenever you get Mars and, and Neptune in an aspect. Yeah, so we're going back over what we thought we we were aspiring to, you know, because this is retrograde. Um, it's already come up to that square just well, recently, and now it's backing up over it. So And also information and what have we been told and what's mm -hmm. true and what isn't when it's mm -hmm. squaring Neptune, Jupiter. I mean, we need to sift out what's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's good luck. true and what isn't <laughs> of what we have been told and what we, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. especially with Pluto in the mix. So I, I suspect the um, the voices will start to get loud then by the Wednesday, and just ramp up between. Well, I think so because they're yeah. they're already signaling that they may not have the results of the election right away. Well, of course not. Of course not. We have to have contention over this. Stuff. Because of the, the write-in votes, which were a problem last time. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a setup for a pretty big mess, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so the rhetoric will likely reach a peak on my birthday, of course. Oh, and you look at the yacht, look at the yacht with the moon to Venus, Pluto. Uh, yeah, this is my... And Mars, right on kind of the midpoint of those This is two. my solar return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that an entertaining solar return? Yeah, you might want to just kind of... Yeah, you might have a year of biting your tongue. <laughs> I might, I might, yeah. you never know. You never well, this know. is a very intense chart. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. And actually the, yeah, the square between the sun and Saturn is quite strong. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, it's only a, what, 12 minutes apart or something now. Yeah, yeah. Minutes yeah. apart, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's an entertaining year. It's my uh, annual perfection is 10. And so, you know, whatever happens in the subsequent year that comes, leads up to my 70th birthday will be um, on the stage, <laughs> 10th house, oh, yay. <laughs> and Saturn is the ruler of, of next year, so. Mm. Anyway. But that's just me, personal. Let's not make this personal. So do we get some relief? We do on the weekend because the moon will get into cancer. And so by this point in time, we'll be looking forward to the grand trine moments that will come in over the weekend with the moon, Pluto, or moon, Scorpio. Now. Sort of a, a brief respite, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you know, um, not that the other stuff has, you know, stopped because it hasn't. But, no, but because um, the moon moves so quickly, it's brief. It's not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a very transitory thing where you've got yeah. a little bit of, uh, oh, I have a moment. Uh, yes, yes. So Saturday, Sunday, enjoy, especially Early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just, I'm going to move it ahead by hours just to give us here on the West Coast exactly when the good times will begin. So basically, yeah, in the morning, around eight is good. And up until it gets to 28. So that will be most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, 
basically yeah. all of Sunday will be not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Take um, a day of rest because the rest is pretty intense. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and, and tight there too with Pluto involved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might kind of spoil the end of the day. Um, well, the, but I don't know. Jupiter is sextile. Well, it, it might be time for a real emotional download there. A little letting yeah, go, purging. That's true. That's whatever's true. come up during the day, just let yeah. it go, purge it out. Yeah. It, yeah. So if you've been drinking all day, there's your purge. <laughs> Sorry. If you've been drinking all day, you may have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Okay, so um, Monday, it's cold, hard reality slaps you in the face. Moon is going to come opposite that Saturn. Uh, yeah. And squaring, and squaring. And squaring the... Creating yeah. the, grand, the great cr- grand cross. So. The grand cross, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're going to have a grand cross day on... on uh, the Monday, yeah. The Monday, and, and it'll get even thicker by the Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as it starts to actually perfect that square. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Monday, Tuesday, keep your head down at work. Well, that's the week after yeah. the election in the States. So, yeah. you know, this is, the, yeah, could be a, some energy rising for sure with, yeah. especially because you've still got that Mars square to Neptune. Yeah. Jupiter. Yeah, because Mars is still not moving very fast. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, then we have Virgo. Now, Virgo, um, given the Mars in um, a mutable sign, the Jupiter Neptune in a mutable sign, Venus is now lightened her load considerably with the transition oh. into Sag. And it's true, you know, the second half of November um is has a qualitative difference um as they're you know as the planets leave the faster moving planets leave the fixed signs it, you know again it doesn't mean that uranus neptune or uranus saturn you know have quietly closed the door oh no, no but, and, and, and but there will be other energies that seem to sort of start to come forward well, and, and the, as we've said before, the, the energy of the lunar eclipse will get triggered and yeah. particularly by the faster moving planets like yeah. Mercury and Venus. And, and we're going to get a bit of a break from that triggering. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But that is, you know, I mean, that's how the, that's why the eclipses are in effect for six months because yeah. as things progress, then those planets come around and ping. <laughs> Ping, exactly ring the bell oh remember us remember us yeah yeah so and mars, mars has got a long way to go retrograde it backs up all oh, the way to eight degrees i know um and it, it does that in january so yeah it, it's a long call with that mars yeah. and gemini yeah um, and retro- so in particular if you're spouting off with the moon in virgo this would probably be wednesday thursday and a little bit into friday um you know, this moon in Virgo is going to highlight the discrepancies. <laughs> well, because you're likely to be too critical. Well, uh, yeah, the, towards Virgo. the end of it, but I think the moon in Virgo will kind of point out the errors of 
this combination, the Jupiter and Neptune. Well, it's that, but yeah, it's, it's looking at the details and, um, yeah. you know, sometimes as it's approaching square to, to Mars, you could, you know, say stuff that's. Oh yeah. Once that comes up. Yeah. On a personal level of being too critical yep. in, in an exchange. Yeah. So this is by Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday around the dinner table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe just before dinner. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're gonna want to be oh, because yeah, especially when it's hovering at that 22 degrees where it's exactly opposite Neptune and square. Yeah, yeah, so that would have started. <laughs> uh, yeah, careful what you say. Let's see. Oh, okay, so here we have it. This is lunch. So the lunch that you may have planned for Friday, November the 18th. Um, yeah, mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> Again, there's that statement. <laughs> Be very careful. <laughs> yeah, because Neptune, you know, Neptune doesn't have boundaries. So. No, it doesn't. And, uh, and Jupiter yeah. expands. So it's like your emotions may just take over and you can just You're going to say really cutting. you will regret because Mercury is going to say. Totally. And even though Mercury and Venus together are in Sag, you know, there could be lots of defying around the table, but no, the blade will still land. Well, and, and yeah. Sagittarius, you know, they, they, you know, that sign can, can be famous for foot and mouth disease, you know. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Because yeah. it blurts, right? And yeah. Mercury in there, even with Venus, you might have the best of intentions, but... <laughs> Yes. It doesn't come out right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Difficult. Difficult. Yes. Okay. So then we get uh, the weekend. Looks like it is going to be Libra, which is nice. Yeah. So, and the, so Saturday will be good. Sunday, we will be coming up to um, the square to Pluto. But again, Pluto, um, you know, it's gaining some energy this weekend um, in this little mini sextile, sextile trine. Yeah, I think yeah. the moon hmm. square Pluto can be just um, digging up old stuff. Yeah. Emotional yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 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 And okay. by Monday, it's passed. Um, so now we get the moon coming around to triggering. So we're uh, from the 8th to the 21st is what, 14 days? No, 13 days. So 13 days past the election and um, some of the immediate ramifications of how that day went mm -hmm. will likely show up Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, as that moon goes through Scorpio. Yeah, it goes well, it's got that South Node thing and then it's going to... Yeah. Paying yeah, off. definitely trigger the the T square that we had at uh, yeah the uh, lunar eclipse exactly. Mm. Um, there will be a segment of the population that now has moved into you know moved on <laughs> in a typical Sag fashion, but this is um, you know the Saturn Uranus square is nothing to be trifled with. No, so there will be those who have moved on, they think, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's the, you know, like I say, this the moon going through there will just trigger it, bring it back, yeah, dig it up again because it's Scorpio, right? Yeah, 
you know, yeah, we tried to bury it, but whoo, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's back. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so by Wednesday, Wednesday we have this moment because nobody's caught up to Mars yet. No one's caught up to Neptune or uh, Jupiter. The energy has totally changed. For a moment, it will feel like the Saturn-Uranus square has, you know, had a big burp and then just everybody's closed the door on it. So Thursday is a day to just sort of bathe in the beauty of change. Yeah, and this is that Mars. <laughs> <For a> moment. <laughs> Yeah, the Mars square to Neptune and trining Saturn is, I think, yeah, it's about getting real about what your big dreams are. And yeah. you've got Jupiter stationing that day as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's a, that's a significant day because Jupiter yes. stationed. And you've got exactly. all those planets in Sag as well, which yep. Jupiter rules, right? So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, so the point that it marks that day, and this is a Thursday, November the 24th. I think I know someone whose birthday that is. That might be quite a lovely birthday chart, depending on what's rising. Yeah. Yeah. Moon in conjunct Uranus a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still. A bit, a bit up and down emotionally, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well, my dear, I think we might have run the clock out. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always yeah. something to look at. I mean, the, the UFO thing, as I said earlier, U, UFO stands for unidentified flying. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Whatever it is, we don't know because it's unidentified. Until yes. we have identification, we, we won't know what we're looking at or what That's, people are seeing. Yeah. yeah. But seeing, seeing them is, is a reality. Oh, Absolutely, you yeah. you are perceiving something with your senses, and yeah, you know, never denies somebody's experience. But what is it? We don't know. Yeah, yeah, and there doesn't seem to be the same kind of collective signature because, again, it's a specific day. Whereas when we were looking at the Salem witch trials, we were looking at periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so our ability to look at that was different than. Um, than this particular exercise. Well, and they're isolated incidents that, yeah, um, you know, and some are, you know, much more, yeah, involve a lot more people, which makes them a little more significant in terms of, yeah, possibly what the outer planets what might are be doing going on or what they are perceiving, but we still don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, not sure what our topic will be next week. Um, actually, this one goes out on the, oh, our topic will be, we will um, explore deeply and significantly how the election goes. Yes. Uh, but we are going to wait to do that until a few days afterwards so that we can see what the fallout, if any. Yes, because again, an eclipse is a six-month phenomena, so the actual day may not I mean, be... That one's important because of the day it's happening as well as just it's yeah. significant as, yeah. as a it is a total lunar eclipse which yes and it is uranus right there so there could is. very well be something actually happening. a game changer <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's it, it and we you know we're four days out from that 
you know, day yeah, as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, we could speculate. <laughs> I think it'll be more interesting to look at in what, hindsight. Yeah. What we're seeing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much, Jill. And thank you for listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Cafet Regions Community Radio Station. Please stay tuned for excellent programming coming your (laughs) way. Bye. Bye.